is Washtenaw County's Food Rescue and Food Bank Program. Every day throughout the year, we fight hunger where we live. Call us at 761-2796 to find out how you can volunteer, how you can donate money, how you can donate food. Call us at 761-2796 to find out the role you can play in fighting hunger. A box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe that means I have Half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. I'm Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. You know we're on WCBN.org as well also. It's true. This is the beginning of a new year, 2013. Welcome to it. And this is going to be a show about food firsts and such and things that I will have to shoehorn into the show to make them sound like they're food firsts. All of the above in the next half hour, and then at seven o'clock, Arwolf will help. Of seven o'clock, Arwolf will help you to face the music. But in the meantime, at six thirty, and you know, first of all, we just heard a, a spot there from Food Gatherers, the food rescue organization in Washtenaw County. Before that, we heard "Coming in from the Cold" by Barb Marley, and I just want to mention that this is a good time to give to food rescue organizations, food organizations, and food banks like Food Gatherers. The holidays are over, and generally on the holidays, lots of people give a lot, give, give, give a lot of stuff. And then in January, people kind of go back to work. But this is an especially good time to think about food banks and food rescue organizations for people who need to come in from the cold and get that food. So find out about food gatherers online and find out other food banks. In Detroit, there's Gleaners Food Bank. There are a lot of other choices out there. But food firsts, first of all, food firsts, first, food firsts. This is Julia Lee. She didn't like it the first time. Nudge, nudge. Spinach has vitamin A, B, and D. But spinach never appealed to me. But one day while having dinner with a guy I decided to give it a try I didn't like it the first time It was so new to me I didn't like it the first time I was so young, you see 
I used to run away from the stuff But now somehow I can't get enough I did like it the first time Oh, how it grew on me I didn't like it the first time I had it on a date Although the first was the worst time Right now I think it's great Somehow it's always hitting the spot Especially when they bring it in hot I didn't like it the first time But oh, how it grew on me stuff on the shelf cause now I make a pig of myself I didn't like it the first time but oh how it grew on me Cause I've gotten wise, I got enough for two dozen guys. I didn't like it the first time, but oh, how it grew on me. I didn't like it the first time, but oh, how it grew on me. Thank you, Julia Lee. You know, yeah, that was the spinach song. I didn't like it the first time, but there's a first time for everything, you know, and it is... It is the first third day of the new year, and that is a very monumentous occasion in some cultures. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I'm Mike still. And first, let's get right away to the most exciting stuff you can possibly imagine, some corporate food news. Yes. So, from Hanoi, Vietnam, out of the AP, Starbucks will be opening its first cafe in Vietnam. Yeah, I think, yeah. It'll be opened early next month month in Ho Chi Minh City as part of its strategy to expand across Asia. The sinister part was not in the script, but nonetheless. And now our corporate mashup food item of the day. From Austin, Minnesota, AP, Hormel Foods is buying the Skippy peanut butter product line from Unilever. Okay, one more time. Homer Hamadu. Hormel Foods is buying the Skippy peanut butter line product line from Unilever for approximately seven hundred million dollars. Because seven hundred million on the exactly might be a little much, but approximately, as the company Hormel looks to strengthen its business overseas and branch out beyond its meat business that includes spam, assuming that spam is meat, and peanut butter and a spam sandwich. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Mm. So that's the corporate food news. I really should do a corporate food segment every week. 
or once a year. Now, some food firsts. There's a lot of interesting food firsts. As a matter of fact, there's an article on listverse.com. I'd like to thank my friend Ron for bringing this to my attention. Let's talk about Granny Smith apples. Now, obviously, nobody created them and said, let's go into the laboratory and create Granny Smith apples. But Maria Smith, Maria Smith, see, while working on her farm near Sydney, Australia, Maria Smith found a small sapling growing where she had discarded some rotten apples days earlier. She replanted the tree and it eventually bore fruit, green apples with a tart flavor. She shared those apples with her friends and neighbors and they grew in fame. Maria died in 1870, but her Granny Smith apples are more popular than ever. Thank you to Maria Smith. Also, Caesar Cardini. It's a common mistake to believe that Caesar's salad is named for the Roman emperor, but in fact it was named after Caesar Cardini, a Mexican restaurateur in Tijuana, Mexico. On the weekend of July 4th in 1924, Caesar served finger foods by placing garlic-scented leaves on platters. Mm. Eventually started shredding the leaves into smaller pieces, and it evolved into a salad. Darwin-wise, it evolved. It's a, I don't know if Darwin has a segment on evolving salads, but there it is. The salad became famous when it was a big hit for Hollywood stars who visited Tijuana. Soon it was added to the menus of many famous restaurants, such as Romanoff's and Chasen's, Chasen's, C-H-A-S-E-N apostrophe S. Speaking of first, that's the first time I've seen that name. Can you tell? And I don't know how to pronounce it. Exciting stuff on this first week of the new year. I'm telling you, I am telling you. We want to look a little bit at some Michigan firsts during today's show. But first of all, let's look at a Michigan largest thing. A Michigan largest. There's this Michigan firsts list. Oh, I should mention, by the way, the article was called People Who Gave Their Name to Food by Shell Harris from listverse.com. We just heard about Cesar Cardini and folks from that. We're going to hear a little more later. In the meantime... Michigan Firsts from the State Handbook and Guide done by folks called SHG Resources, a beautiful corporate name indeed. LC Michigan is the home to the world's largest registered Holstein dairy herd. LC, yes, there is in fact a city in Michigan called LC. I believe it's in Clinton County. And that reminds me, and the first of the day is an important thing you got to get done on the farm and why Tennessee Ernie Ford is going to tell us all about it. He did a mighty fine version of this song earlier than this, a more of a Hank Williams or perhaps Ernest Tubb-inspired version, without the drums and such, but this version he did a little later, when you have the drums, man, it's rockin', and it's from the album Old Rockin' Urn. Sorry, Old Rockin' Urn. goes like this. I got to milk em in the morning feed them, milk them in the evening blues. This old barnyard heifer got me blue down to my shoes. I get up every morning for anything stirs. I get smacked with a tail full of cuckleburrs. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them, milk them in the evening blues. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues This old walleye jersey Ain't worth the cut that she chews 
I work hard all day bringing in my crops. Then I have to milk you. You won't give nine drops. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. I got to milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. I don't know why I don't sell you. Except look at the money I'd lose. You put your foot in the bucket, kick over the stool. I swear I'm gonna swap you for a blue nosed mule. I got the milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. I got the milk them in the morning, feed them. Milk them in the evening blues. Now, look at here, old heifer. I'm really gonna tell you some news Even though I said you wouldn't give nine squirts <laughs> Bless your old heart, I love you so much it hurts I got the milk em in the morning, feed em Milk em in the evening blues Milk em in the evening blues Milk em in the evening blues Took a lot of pull to get this job <laughs> Wordplay will save your life. It took a lot of pull to get this job. <laughs> Thank you, Tennessee Ernie Ford, for saving our lives. One wordplay bit at a time. I was interested interested in the phrase he said, wall-eyed heifer, and uh, trying to find out some information on that on the lines of the webs says here on homesteadingtoday.com, somebody's saying, the heifer is wall-eyed, so she always has a stupid look on her face with both eyes pointing different directions. Maybe that's where you get walleye fish from. Fish, cows, you know, it's all the same thing, really. Fish with legs and um, cows with gills. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. But this is Pandora's Lunchbox, nonetheless, and we're looking at some Michigan food firsts. You may know some of these. Michigan State University was founded in 1855, and it was the first institution of higher learning in the nation to teach scientific agriculture. And the Kellogg brothers of Battle Creek, perhaps you've heard of them, accidentally discovered the process for producing flaked cereal products and sparked the beginning of the dry cereal industry. And Werner's ginger ale was created in Detroit and became the first soda pop made in the U.S., says here, in 1862, pharmacist James Verner was trying to create a new beverage when he was called away to serve in the Civil War. When he returned four years later, the drink he had stored in an oak case had acquired a delicious gingery flavor and became Verner's. So some exciting news. We're going to actually look at some other originators of food. For, ex- for example, Alfredo Di Lelo. Di Lelo was an Italian chef. He was concerned about his wife, who was feeling weak after recently giving birth. He prepared a sauce made from cream, butter, and Parmesan cheese to help her regain strength. He then added fettuccine, and a wonderful new Italian dish was born, fettuccine Alfredo. It jumped in popularity in the U.S. when Douglas Fairbanks and Mary Pickford tried the recipe at Alfredo's restaurant on their honeymoon in Rome. Thank you, Douglas Fairbanks. I'll have that with extra calories, please. Here's a little more Julia Lee. This is a first for, for 2013. This is the first song of 2013 that I'm playing on my show that does not fit the regular theme of firsts. Got that? Do you 
you want it, baby? Come and get it. Better get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Why don't you act like it? Cause I got a lot. Everybody comes from miles around cause they know I got the hottest hash in town. Do you want it, baby? Come and get it. You gotta get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Well, come on and get it. You gotta get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Why don't you act like it? I sure got a lot. I got a special sale on stew. Written guarantee it'll satisfy you. Do you want it, baby? Come and get it. You gotta get it while it's hot. Now, do you want it? Come and get it. You gotta get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Why don't you act like it? I sure got a lot. Wine is wine, water is water. Look what you can get for just a quarter. Want a baby? Come on and get it. You gotta get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Come on and get it. Gotta get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Why don't you act like it? Cause I sure got a lot. You can have anything you wish. But I'd like for you to try some of my fish. Do you want it, baby? Come and get it. Gotta get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Come on and get it. You gotta get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Why don't you act like it? Cause I sure got a lot. I got string beans, onions, potatoes, and garlic. If you eat that, it won't give you the colic. Do you want it, baby? Come on and get it. Gotta get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Come on and get it. Gotta get it while it's hot. Do you want it? Why don't you act like it? I sure got a lot. The shortest thing about a hog is his grunt. The best thing about my joint is my hash. Do you want it, baby? Come on and get it. Gotta get it while it's hot. I'm selling hash, and that's no trash. Mighty good, so lay it on the wood. Do you want it, baby? Come on and get it. Gotta get it while it's hot. Very, very much so. Julia Lee, that is Do You Want It? I think she's just wanting to share some food with you. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's almost 10 minutes to 7. Our Wolf will help us to face the music in just a moment. I'd like to play for you something that I'm not sure if I can, because not a first. The computer equipment here is acting funny on me, because I'm hearing this stuff. I'm not, I'm not sure what that is, but I was thinking I would like to play for you something from YouTube specifically something very different from this, but I don't know why this computer is making these noises, so perhaps I'll just have to sing it myself. But getting to that in just a moment, some more Michigan food firsts. Melissa Anders of MLive wrote this last July. There are many different companies selling fudge on Mackinac Island, but it all started with Murdoch's Candy Kitchen in 1887. The company is now known as Murdoch's Fudge, and it celebrated its 125th anniversary last year. The Murdoch family were originally sail makers. They went to Mackinac Island in 1887 to build awnings for the Grand Hotel, which also celebrated its 125th anniversary this summer. Henry and Sarah Murdoch, along with their son Rome, their son Rome, perhaps he's had a fettuccine Alfredo, opened the island's first fudge shop that year using family recipes originally brought over from Germany. The shop went through some rough patches 
It had to halt production because of sugar rations during World War I, and then struggled through the Great Depression, eventually selling the family business to candy maker Harold May in 1940. The company is now known as May's Candy Shop. Henry Murdoch's great-grandson, Jerome Murdoch, opened a restaurant on the island in the 1940s, and in 1956 converted it into a candy shop called Murdoch's Candy Kitchen. Henry Murdoch's, just read that, fellow Mackinac Island business owner Bob Benser Sr. became the, became involved in the shop and purchased the business in 1969. Bob Benser Jr. says Murdoch's was the first shop to use a marble slab to make fudge. That's a process the customers and passerby can watch in front of the shop, of course. The company now has eight locations, including three on Martha's Vineyard. And other northern Michigan fudge shops bear the Murdoch name, too. Doug Murdoch's Fudge, Murdoch's Fudge Shoppy, and Celeste Murdoch's Fudge and Candy Kitchen. They all stem from the same Murdoch family, but separately owned companies nonetheless. So, first fudge on Mackinac Island. First fudge on Mackinac Island. First night... First night is actually coming up. No, Twelfth Night is coming up, but that's another story. And we need, of course, to get to Nellie Melba. Helen Porter Mitchell was her real name. She began her opera career and became a famous singer under the name Nellie Melba. While staying at the Savoy Hotel in London in 1897, Auguste Escoffier invented Melba toast in her honor. This is very thinly sliced and toasted bread, which is served usually in soups. A great fan of Melba... Escoffier had invented peach melba for her four years earlier, in 1893. It was during this period of time working at the Savoy that Escoffier and Cesar Ritz met. Just one year later, the two would team up to create the first Ritz Hotel. Wow. Thank you, Helen Porter Mitchell, a.k.a. Nellie Melba. I'm going to try to get you some Nellie Melba singing in just a moment, if the computer world will cooperate with me. Perhaps it's one of those Y2K things, you know, like a latent Y2K thing. But in the meantime, I get get the notion that this other Julia Lee song, because you can't get enough Julia Lee, makes an appearance. There, there's a milkman who appears at the end of this song. Let's Let's find out, shall we? Oh, daddy, daddy, how come you passed me by last night? How come you passed me by last night? I left my front door open, but my back was locked up tight. Tell me, tell me, Daddy, what are you gonna do? Tell me, tell me, Daddy, what are you gonna do? You might ask for some kisses. I might give you one or two. Snatch and grab it, honey, 
or it may not be here very long. Sweetest butter on a roll. I'll be the cream in your coffee. You're the sugar in my bowl. Tell me, tell me, Daddy, are you having any fun? Uh, yes, 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 baby. Tell me, tell me, Daddy, are you having any fun? Who's that knocking on the door now? You better grab your things and run. It was only the milkman. Let's finish up what we've begun. It was only the milkman after all that waiting. Let's finish up what we've done. Uh, she didn't say what that was. Maybe she was making a really neat recipe. That's Julia Lee again. You know, there's no reason we can't hear lots of Julia Lee. But in the meantime, I have managed to figure out how to get Nellie Melba on the air. Hi, Nellie. Oh, she's not literally with us. She's a spirit. She's no longer with us. But here's Nellie Melba, who became famous when Melba Toast and Peach Melba was named after her. Let's take a moment to celebrate and have a little bit of uh, Auld Lang Syne. Thank you, woman who Melba Toast was named after, woman who Peach Melba was named after. This is a recording from 1905. This is Auld Lang Syne by Nellie Melba. Nellie Melba, originally named Helen Porter Mitchell. Now, as we continue just a little bit longer with this, I would like to say Happy New Year to everybody. And let's talk a little bit also about the Earl of Sandwich just before we go, shall we? A little bit about the Earl of Sandwich. The Earl of Sandwich, who, for whom the Sandwich was famously named, was in fact the fourth Earl of Sandwich. 
His name was John Montague. It's a beautiful thing, you know. He was the fourth Earl of Sandwich, but whatever happened to the fifth Earl of Sandwich? Well, I looked that up. The fifth Earl of Sandwich, you need to know this, was self-styled Viscount Hinchingbrook until 1792 when he became, I guess, John Montague, the Earl of Sandwich. He was a British peer, and he was a Tory politician. He married a woman named Lady Elizabeth Montague Dunk, Dunk, which perhaps could be a food reference, but I don't know for sure. Well, on that note, this has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for at least that long. Thank you so much for listening. Keep doing that. Arwolf will help us to face the music in very, very short order. It's not a tall order. It's short order. Thank you again for Nelly Nelly Melba. Grand finale, right? Here we go. Well, thank you so much for listening. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. For the most part, it is also WCBN.org. Arwolf will help us to face the music in just a moment. Oh, hello, I think it's time for a little one-on-one conversation. Talking about my baby, baby. Oh, not you, baby. Our baby, baby. Recent scientific studies of lactation. Magical lady, gotta get down to business. Gonna turn the lights down for a slideshow childhood disease resistance a wonderful woman if you do breastfeed a little baby will be at less risk for respiratory illnesses hey i'm just talking about breastfeeding educate your sweet self at 800-994-WOMAN or 4woman.gov or talk to your health care provider babies were born to be breastfed exclusively for six months this public service message brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services the ad council in this station baby Boy, I wish I'd thought of that. It's just about 7 o'clock. This is Radio Free Ann Arbor, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Creative, truly alternative radio run by students with lots of community involvement. It's the longest-running alternative educational experiment in the history of the University of Michigan. How do you like them apples? Time for Face the Music, an hour of vintage recordings and uh, I might even say surrealist overtures, I'd like to open with something composed in 1922 and published in 1925 by one Erwin Schulhof, who lived from 1894 to 1942. He was chased out of Germany by the Nazis. He joined the Soviets because he thought they were better. <laughs> yes. By the time he figured that out, it was too late. He died of tuberculosis in a concentration camp. Happily, we have a whole bunch of his music interpreted here by Sherry Jones at the piano. This is Erwin Schulhoff's Shimmy Jazz. Good evening. <laughs> 